Thursday, February 15th. Having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real-life challenges. I'm Tom Lamprecht, along with Pastor Harry Reader. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Harry, we're in the midst of flu season. Every year in the United States, approximately 36,000 people die from the flu. 200,000 people are hospitalized. The Washington Post recently ran an article in which Texas televangelist Gloria Copeland said there's nothing to worry about. In fact, Gloria Copeland says she doesn't believe there's such a thing as a flu season. We got a duck season, a deer season, but we don't have a flu season, she said in a video, and don't receive it when somebody threatens you with it. Everyone gets the flu. As I just cited, 36,000 people pass away each year in the United States, obviously something that we have to take very seriously, and yet we have an individual who says trying to take precaution would be foolish. We're going to take very seriously what this quote-unquote televangelist, Gloria Copeland, uh, married to another televangelist, Kenneth Copeland, has said the reason those people died was not because they should have died from the flu, but because they received the flu by not receiving the healing that Jesus has secured for them and promised for them. This is where I want to tell our listeners, theology matters, doctrine matters, sound lives come from sound doctrine, which are taught with sound words from a sound and appropriate understanding of God's Word that fits in the context of God's Word and is faithful to the true content of God's Word. Now, Miss Copeland comes from a strain of theology that leads to something called the prosperity gospel, but even more precisely, it's called the Word of Faith movement. This is the notion that looks at the atonement of Jesus as having secured all that you have in life for your health, for your prosperity in life. The by his stripes you are healed is a declaration that Jesus has secured your healing. And the only reason that you are sick is because you have not believed it and received it, what Jesus has for you. Her view is there is no flu season. That's just a fabricated thing that's out there that actually doesn't have to be out there if you don't receive it. She is labeling those who warn about a flu season as threatening people. They're not threatening people. They are warning people of a threat. There's something really true called a flu virus that you can catch, and it does kill people. And the people that died did not die simply because they did not believe in Jesus enough. One of my first encounters in this was my very first pastorate, a young man who was dying of cancer in his 20s. A pastor was in his room talking to him, telling him that the only reason you have this cancer is because you have not believed what Jesus has secured for you, and you haven't received it by faith. So if you'll just believe it and receive it, then you'll be walking out of here without this cancer. Well, the fact is, is I, first of all, bodily removed him from the room and explained to him, let me tell you what you're saying. Number one, your doctrinal position, basically, if people believe enough, they should never die. That's what you're telling me. But the Bible says it is appointed unto men once to die. Secondly, you're telling this young man that his sickness is because he has not trusted in the power and grace of God. Yet Jesus declares to us that there is a sickness that God brings into the lives of his people for the glory of God. 
and to advance the cause of the kingdom. The sickness and death of Lazarus, he purposefully allowed and would not intervene in order to make a statement that needed to be made and he wanted to make concerning the supremacy over Christ in all matters, including sin, death, and hell in the grave. But it was there for a purpose. In other words, everybody's not sick simply because they didn't believe enough. And a guy said to me, do you believe in the word of faith? And I said, as soon as you can show me somebody that's 250 years old, I'll start believing. In other words, why should you ever die if you believe enough? Here's a young man that's about to face eternity, trusting in Jesus Christ, having died on the cross to forgive him of all of our sins. And you're telling him he doesn't even have enough faith to get over cancer, much less hell itself through Jesus Christ. So not only is it terrible theology, not only does it contradict God's word, it is a perversion of the atoning work of Christ. Does the atoning work of Christ secure for me a physical healing? Yes, it's called the resurrected body. That's when I get my perfect healing. Does God, from time to time, providentially, through means, such as medicine, or beyond means, i.e. a miracle, intervene so that people do get better from sicknesses? Yes. But does that mean that the only people that die are people that don't believe Jesus enough, and the only people that get sick are people that are receiving sickness instead of receiving what Jesus has and believing what Jesus has, which is that they don't need to be sick if they believe enough? Well, that is just an absolute abomination. It's anti-biblical. It is anti-doctrine. stands directly in the face of all that Jesus did and taught us. What's in the atonement is the assurance that Jesus forgives us of all of our sins, and in Christ, because of his atoning death, you get a new record where your sins are erased and Christ's righteousness is imputed to you. You get a new heart where you're born again, the old heart has been taken away, and you've been given a new heart. You get a new life where you can grow in the grace and knowledge of Christ, dealing with the physical affirmities of life, sometimes through healing sometimes through means, sometimes directly, but all the time victoriously as neither sickness nor death nor anything can separate us from the love of God in Christ. My sickness and my death is not a statement that I'm not trusting Christ enough. It is a fallen world in which I trust Christ to bring me through it to his victory. And then finally, that you get a new body for a new heavens and a new earth. That new body is not here. It will come when I leave here. Jesus comes back and the body is raised and is united to us so that we will be with the Lord forever in a new home, in a new heavens and a new earth. Which, Harry, I look forward to. And indeed, the Apostle Paul said, for me to die is gain. Exactly. He did not see death as the evidence he did not receive what Jesus had for him. He saw death as the step that he will go through the valley of the shadow of death because Christ is with him and has defeated death and therefore will bring him to glory and that he will ultimately raise this corrupted body into an incorruptible new body fashioned like the risen, resurrected body of Jesus Christ. This particular teaching, I believe that's not simply an error. That is an abomination. It is that which is destructive in the lives of people. It offers a false hope. 
sickness and adversity and difficulties are not the evidences that you don't believe enough. They are the occasions to mature your faith in Christ on your way to glory. One day you will have a new body in a new heavens and a new earth, which will be your new home in which in that day there will be no sickness, no mourning, no crying, no effects of sin because there will be no sin. Sin, death, hell, the grave, and Satan will have been cast into the lake of fire and we will dwell with the Lord forever. Now that sound doctrine leads to a sound life that you can walk in the victory of Christ. And I am convinced that nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ, neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, famine, nakedness, sword, or sickness. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors, not by their absence, but through him who loves us and brings us through them and to them and above them as we fix our eyes on Jesus. Harry, we're out of time for today. On Friday's edition of Today in Perspective, I want to take you to a story which is rather interesting. It is a story of statistics. Now, for some, they'll be encouraged. Others might be discouraged. Yeah, the statistics of what about church size and what does that tell us? What about church age? What does that tell us? And through that, how should we view statistics and what story do they actually tell? As we close out, let me encourage you to download the Briarwood app. It's yours free of charge. With this app, you'll have audio, video, and written resources that will challenge your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Simply go to your favorite app store, type in Briarwood PCA. Well, thanks for stopping by today. Join us again tomorrow as we continue our conversation and as we apply a biblical worldview to put the issues of today in perspective.